your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Instead of doing a question tonight, uh, this one is going to be a story that I'm going to tell about uh, my uncle's horse. And when the uh, when the horse first came to me, he was rideable and stuff. Uh, gentlest horse you could ever ask for. But he was so gentle, it was really hard to get him to move or be motivated to try to do anything, whether it was bending through his body or moving out nice and lively. It took, oh, I'd say it probably took me three weeks just to get him to do an extended trot without trying to go into this really rough, choppy, binded up lope. Uh, now he wasn't scared by any means. There was no buck in him or anything like that. But, um, most likely the situation there is, is before I got the horse, he had been ridden for some number of years, uh, used in rodeos and all that stuff. And, not all of them, but the way most uh, rodeo people ride is kind of choked up on the reins a little bit. Uh, they don't—they're not really alive in the in their seat in their saddle. They're—they kind of just ride them like they're just kind of a dead sack of potatoes. So this horse had probably never been asked to loosen up his body, loosen up his feet, extend his stride, you know, especially at the trot. And it's interesting because with those kind of horses, you always notice that as they get more opened up through their bodies, their spines, their poles, their feet, all of that, they also get more ease of movement and fluidity in the things that you would ask them to do. Uh, For a while there, it was really hard to get him to even maintain a lope. It was the kind of deal to where uh, the second you quit riding him a little bit, he he would stop. Now, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it took way too much to keep him moving. So, Every time I've ridden him, I've uh, I've been working really hard on getting him to bend through his body and step his hind end laterally, front end laterally, flex at the pole, and do all of these different things. And there has been quite a few times to where he was just really dead and dull and asleep with me. So I got pretty big with my pressures to say, you know, hey, dude, wake up. So a lot of people, they they will get they it's it's a little bit of a fine line between a horse that is calm and dead and a horse that is calm and alive now normally uh you know a lot of times when you get a horse that's really really calm uh he's also going to feel kind of plotty and sluggish to ride around what you're trying to do is you're trying to get a certain type of calmness to where it's a it's a lively alert, but not bothered or panicked type of type of horse. A lot of people will accidentally make a horse dead and dull 
by trying to do a lot of desensitizing, thinking that's the answer to getting him to be less spooky, when in fact, uh, it's this part's a little bit hard to explain, but uh, getting them livened up and moving freely and turn loose of all of the tension in their body is what causes a horse to be spooky. Uh, so if somebody brought a spooky horse and said, hey, fix it, you have three days, I wouldn't spend any time desensitizing that horse. I would spend time doing like the things you see in the virtual clinic on the Buckaroo Crew website and the riding exercises you see us doing on there. So um, as we as I went on riding this horse, he had, he had gotten to where he could do a nice, lively, free-flowing extended trot, and the movement felt a lot looser. He started... Uh, pushing him or propelling himself with his hind end instead of pulling himself with his front end. Uh, he still got a good bit of uh, crookedness in him. It's it's a lot better than it used to be. But for uh, one of the biggest things that the that the owner said when they brought him was, yeah, he he will not pick up the left lead, and that's because the horse was so crooked. And it was really hard to help the horse position his body to come out on the correct lead because he was so stiff. So because he was so dull and asleep and had no try in him, it was really hard to get any liveliness out of him, therefore making it hard to get him to be flowy and free through his body, therefore making it hard to position his body to pick up the correct lead. So... See a lot of these uh a lot of these mechanical things about horses it ties back to their mentality more than anything. Uh we actually just did a video with the horse I'm talking about and uh it was called it was titled something like is your horse awake or getting your horse woke but basically in the video we're talking about how especially you know with those dead and dull kind of just dead to the world type horses you need to ride them in kind of an energetic way and ask them to do things with some spunk and some um, alertness now some people listening to this might think well yeah but i want my horse to be calm slow and easy but see that's the that's the thing the uh you you want him to be calm slow and easy but you don't want him to be dead dull and lifeless and ironically, getting the freedom of movement is, which is releasing the tension of the body, is what gets the mind to be calm in the right kind of way. The, the kind of calm that is alive and still ready to respond and respond lightly, not the kind of calm that is dead and takes 20 pounds and 30 seconds to get one step back when you're trying to back him up, for example. So, uh... Remember with those with those horses that are, you know, kind of dead and dull, like, well, for example, one of the things we work on in the clinics is getting a horse really light to a leg aid to where right when we reach with our calves, you can just feel the energy come right up and they go right into a trot. Uh, but that now that's on a loose rein. And if you quit riding them and you don't ask them to continue moving, they will just come right down to a walk again. So 
what you're trying to do is trying to get them just right where they're like, for example, where they're super light to the leg, but when they do suddenly speed up and kind of jump into a trot, it's not in a bothered, uncontrolled, tense kind of way. Uh, even if they go into a fast trot, uh, their their head is down, their neck is uh, elongated, their top line is relaxed. So uh, I rode a horse for some friends the other day who that horse was... I don't even want to say light to the leg because that's not uh, that's not what it was. It, Any time this horse even thought that a leg was about to touch it, the horse would throw up its head, start throwing its head, get tense in the neck, through the back, uh, all through its body, and just want to go, 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 go. So, see, that would be a horse that is really light to the leg, but in the wrong kind of way. So... You uh, you don't want that either. And see what what's funny, you know, in both scenarios, whether it's a dull dead horse or a really tense, hot, goey, fast bothered one, uh, releasing the tension in the feet and in the body will be the one of the biggest things that brings that horse to a happy middle ground. Uh and the uh the having the having the horse not brace in the hips when you go to pick up a rein uh for example this this paint horse I'm talking about is um whenever whenever you would try to turn he would just put his nose to the wrong side the wrong direction and drop his shoulder and basically it would just be a really rough ride so I spent a lot of time teaching him that when I pick up on, say, the right rein, I want his hind end to not try to step to the right, but step forward and up slightly to the outside uh, to basically to the it's the hind end exercise that we do in the virtual clinic. But I started using that to take the brace out of his hind end when asking this horse to turn and once we got that loosened up, well, now he can he can go around making direction changes and have the natural arc in the body that fits the turn and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, remember, a lot of the times before you just get on a horse and just trying to start do things that you know a trot and a lope and all these maneuvers you'll get a lot further in a way shorter amount of time if you spend let's say the first week just getting him really loose in his body and his feet and you'll see all that kind of stuff in the virtual clinic you know that's basically what the entire clinic is about and what you'll notice is is um, all those horses in that virtual clinic footage once we get them to turn loose you'll see that their spookiness and the botheredness and the tendency to be too fast all the time you'll see all that just go away uh think of uh think of if thank you for your driving around in your car and you're all nice and loose and relaxed right but then you miss your turn and a police siren starts coming up and then you 
miss another turn and you wind up in a really bad part of town. Well, do you see how those repeated negative things would make you get more tense and more spooky and more jumpy versus if you would have, uh, you know, basically not missed your turn and been sure about what was going on and what you were doing, you would have stayed loose and you wouldn't have gotten spooky. So that's, that's a good way to uh, think about that kind of stuff. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James podcast, real simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 